What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stauffer are the embodiment of opposites attract. And the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Valentine's Day on Love, Life, and All Things Weird with your hosts, Megan and Suzanne. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Can you feel love is in the air and all the other stuff that comes on this day? It's all oh, in the Lord. air. And, uh, <laughs> and, and how can we let all? This is my question today. How can we what? How can we love it all? How can we be with how it all? We, yeah. How, love it all. Be with it all. Um, mm-hmm. It's so funny to me because, like, Valentine's Day brings up so much stuff for people. Like, I mean, I don't know of any other day that's so triggering, really. I don't know. It really is. It really is intense. I mean, just even scrolling down Facebook today, it's just like so, you know, so much stuff around it. It's really interesting because I've been co-moderating a group called Radical Intimacy with um, my friend Morris Coons and uh, just like and in that group we do a lot of like really being honest and authentic and vulnerable and so it's been really interesting to hear everybody's posts about their about Valentine's and what's coming up and there's been many People posting about being broken, breaking up with their partners a few weeks ago, and all this coming up around Valentine's around that, and just like so, it's really, really interesting because I think there's, you know, there's a lot, it's a lot more vulnerable in that group than I would say normal Facebook posts, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of energy in the air around this, and you know, I think what what we're talking about is. Uh, you know, how do we, how do we source our own love and how do we, I mean, the way that you talk about it is be a love generator, you know, that rather than a love consumer, because, you know, when we put love outside ourselves and might make other people responsible for loving us or for loving us in a particular way, inevitably we get disappointed. So, and it's really interesting having, because just this last uh, weekend, I was in Templeton, California at a workshop called Radiant Woman, and it and it's, it was all about um, healing the relationship with the masculine and the feminine. Um, and it it's the most profound workshop that I've ever been a participant of um, because there's just so much around the masculine and feminine. And so I think it's just so interesting that now, 
you know, having just got back last night at 11 p.m., like here we are, you know, talking about this, you know, and um, so much of my work this weekend was in healing my own wound, my own, you know, kind of separation from my dad, from my father at birth, um, and not feeling his love, you know, not feeling his presence, not being held by him, you know, and so that that set up such a place for me of woundedness around the masculine. And I have, you know, since my whole adult life created a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of wounding, a lot of breakups, a lot of hurt with regards to, you know, romantic relationships. So um, it's a it's a very uh, I, I mean, I'm interested to see how this whole topic is going to go today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's going fabulous so far, I have to say. Um, and mm. just to kind of I just to kind of piggyback on what you said, um one of the things and and to me like uh one of the one of my mentors said one time expectations are premeditated resentments expectations mm-hmm. are premeditated resentments and th- i believe that that's one of the reasons that this day is so mixed for people and so tumultuous for people because it's like like we have these expectations of the person people showing up for us in a particular way right and mm-hmm. and um and or the other side because okay for the last five years so they haven't shown up so i'm trying very hard not to have any expectations so you have an expectation on yourself not to have any expectations and of course you get disappointed yet again Right. And so there's this all this stuff going around and it's all rooted in the fact that when we're born and we're babies in those first years is that that all of our needs are being met from outside of us. And our first experience of love comes through our relationship with our um, caregivers, mom, dad, grandma that's who raised us whatever is like so that becomes our blueprint for love so when we like so there's two things simultaneously going on one is that we get love is outside of us so we have to Mm -hmm. consume it and i'm not going to be okay unless you give it to me right love is outside of us that's the first thing. And then the second thing is is that love equals that first relationship, those first relationships, be it with the masculine or the feminine. And so it's a wonder any of us ever actually have a relationship longer than 10 seconds with all of that set up in it, right? And so we go around looking for somebody to fill us, looking for somebody, looking for something to consume so that we can feel like our need is being met. But, and hopefully all the people that we're engaged with are going to be everything that our parents weren't <laughs> mm-hmm. so that we can actually get the missing experience we never had as children. Mm-hmm. And then we're – so not only are we, like, walking premeditated resentment, but now we're projecting – all of the rules of engagement and how they need to show up and who they need to be for us and um, what they have to do and what they don't have to do. And like, I just, I, like if I, if I, it's like we're projecting like just like chaos on everything and everyone. 
And it's a wonder mm-hmm. we get through Valentine's Day without blowing up the entire planet, really, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, well, like, yes. Go ahead. Yes. I mean, I it's it's a wonder that there's not more breakups across the board on Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? Like people, single ones lamenting the fact that they don't have a a loved one and, you know, ones in partnership breaking the hell up. I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of projection and expectation, you know. I mean it was it was still crazy this weekend. Um I there was this process where the masculine gave to the feminine. And they were they went around and served the feminine basically. And it was so fascinating to me to watch and to hear and to experience like being served by the masculine and then you know and then afterwards um when I was talking with all the women they were so critical of the way that the men were serving them like they I it was across the board like every woman that I talked to was like whoa like that was you know, and when that thing happened and like, you know, I mean, they were just super critical and it was so fascinating because I was like, wow, like as the feminine, we so much want the masculine to show up and serve us and then we can't even freaking receive it. We have to criticize the hell out of it because it didn't come in perfectly because it wouldn't show up based on our expectations because it wasn't, you know, perfectly handed down, right? Because we didn't couldn't control the situation. So, you know, how many, I mean, like, and I know, like, absolutely know that I've ran that program so much of being critical of the way things were coming to me, you know, because I was a freaking control freak. And it was so powerful to watch that process. And it was so powerful for me because I had such an amazing time receiving, like every second of the whole process, I was giggling and laughing like a little girl. I was like so in love with all of these men who were doing their best to serve me. And it didn't matter to me that it wasn't perfect, right? It was just so fun. The whole thing was so fun. Um, And so it's such a great reflection for me of, you know, my process, my progress in receiving um, and specifically receiving from masculine energy. But it was so, it was so fascinating to watch all these women that would not, could not receive because of their, Whatever, whatever, what was happening with them, they could not receive. And a lot of that was their own projections, their own expectations, their push-pull with the masculine. Um, and I think that's a, just a really interesting thing that we're talking about today, right? It's like we want that love. We want, you know, that missing experience. We want to heal that wound. And at the same time, there's that push-pull of, like, we actually, uh, in a lot of ways, require that wound to be um, over and over and over again, right? To like show up in the same way over and over and over again. Um, and so it's a, it's a fascinating process to look at it and it, all the ways in which, you know, we can't, we can't actually even receive the love that's there. And then we don't even really know how to source it for ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why I believe that that's why we don't receive it is that we like 
I remember um, a girlfriend like years ago, like probably like 20 years ago, um, set me down and was like, Megan, um, I love you, but I can't love you for both of us. And, and I'm not willing to. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, shit. <laughs> well, that's a problem because I was kind of hoping you would. <laughs> and, and I realized, I realized in that moment that that's what I had been doing my whole relationship life is that I was mm-hmm. looking for somebody to love the parts of me that I wouldn't and couldn't. But if you cannot love those things in you, you cannot even receive it. So, for instance, if you don't like your body or you're judging your thighs and you're, you know, somebody comes up to you or somebody you're dating or your partner comes up and is like, God, I love your thighs. They're so sexy. Do you? Can you actually receive that if you do not, like, really claim and acknowledge and, and you know, um, enjoy your own vibe, so to speak. You know what I mean? And so it's like this very interesting thing. And then we literally beat up the other person for not being able to give us what we won't give ourselves and we refuse mm-hmm. to receive from them in the first place. It's so messed mm-hmm. up. It's mm-hmm. so messed up. I think we should do some clearings because I can <laughs> I can feel the energy <laughs> rising. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. Okay. Um, so everywhere that you're refusing to source your love while beating everybody else up for not loving you in that same way that you refuse to love you for, can we please uncreate and destroy that? Yes. <laughs> yes, right, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine, boy, shorts, and beyond, and all the projections, expectations, separations, judgments, rejections that you have of how someone should show up and when they should show up and all the decisions you've made about if they show up and if they show up good enough, can we please uncreate and destroy that? Yes. <laughs> yes, right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. Um, Kara, Kara was saying blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Meg's chicken like, can't even. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. Say that what? Oh. Like it's like, you know, Charlie Brown teacher. Wah, wah. <laughs> Well, and it was, it's so funny, too, because, like, everything we're talking about, like, we, there actually just something happened in our, I don't know if you noticed this, that happened in our chat room, is that somebody popped in that I that I don't know, and they said something about, I don't know if I'm in the right group, I don't know where else to go for help. But <laughs> they never asked a question. They never so, said anything. Who knows what's happening? Said, no, we have no idea. Oh, I love, and, I love and, and this next, show so much. I know. You never and know. The, you never know what's happening. <laughs> who pops in, right? And so, then, like, um, so and then, like, everywhere and, that and then, you then, have outsourced your love, have outsourced your okayness, um, have um, uh, wanted so badly for the other to feel your gap, fill your wound, to fill your need, 
And yet when they do show up, there's no way of receiving it. Can we uncreate and destroy all of that, people? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, gold, nine, shirts, boys, and beyonds. Um, mm. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah. And everywhere. Oh. Hello? <laughs> I am not sure which one of us. Hey, the Megan, it's Rhonda, your producer. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Awesome. So Suzanne apparently got to the point where she couldn't hear us and hear you. So you keep going. She'll be back. Keep keep doing your thing. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So I'm – okay, so people can hear me. But Suzanne can't hear me. Okay, so I'm going to go on my channel that I was on. So this person uh, showed up in the chat room, and they said, hey, I don't know if this is a place where I can get help or not, but never asked a question or anything. And then basically, like, 10 minutes later, basically said, thanks for being so friendly, everyone. Goodbye. And, like, just checked out. And it's so funny because... This person never asked a question. She never asked directly for support. She never said what she needed or he. I don't know what which one it is. And it's like, and how often do we do that? How often do we like, like, um, basically come into any kind of relationship with this agenda of how somebody should show up for us, and then we, <laughs> and when they don't, um, we get to confirm our point of view that we're not lovable or that we're not good enough. And it's like, you know, a lot of us have probably heard the term, like, would you rather be right than happy? And in relationship, this is how we choose being right over being happy. We choose a story um, that we think is true. We don't ask any questions about it. And then we go looking for proof that it's true, hoping that it's not true, and setting everybody up in our lives to fail. Mm-hmm. So, yes, how you I've never done that. You know, Have you never, never, ever done that? Oh, good job. I've never so, done that. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Me either. It's, it, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> I can talk so uh, it, much in detail and, and uh, clarity. <laughs> about this <laughs> given that I've never given that I've never experienced it at all <laughs> oh yeah how about like you know you have the opportunity to choose on the daily you know am I going to believe my old story or am I going to open up into something new or different you know Am I going to be triggered by the same stuff I've always been triggered by? Or, um, you know, can I actually source and change the neural pathways in my brain, you know, in order to have a different experience? Can I, can I pause myself, you know, before I go down the rabbit hole? Um, you know, it's just, it's such a interesting process, you know, and something that I've been, like really leaning into so much of like, what are my, what are my defaults? What are my stories? What are the things that actually prevent me from the happiness, from the intimacy, 
from the connection that I so crave, you know, and how do I take 100% accountability for that? Um, you know, how do I uh, choose just something radically different? I think it's a lifelong process. So I think we've got to go on break, though. So you're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird, and we'll be back talking more about sourcing your love. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. have you been waiting to uncloak your magic to allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible live your magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind ignite your body and activate the magic that is you if you are ready to radically tap into your desires generate more aliveness in your body and your life then join us at a live your magic event somewhere in the world go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today that's m-e-g-a-n-s-i-l-l-i-t-o this is love life and all things weird with host megan silito and suzanne stopper are you scratching your head a bit let's chat Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. We're talking about love and how do you create more love in your world. You're a heartbreaker. Oh, um, <laughs> I have, you know, it's interesting, like, all of the songs that, that are about love, right? And it's like, especially love, like, country songs. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like you broke my heart, you took the dog. You know, like, now he's on the porch drunk. Took my money. Like, you took my money. <laughs> took my honey pot. You know, and I. It's so interesting to me that like we in our like, and I I would probably say I this has been. I would say this is probably my weakest link in my life is my outsourcing of love or like if if you're happy with me then I can love me you know and it's it takes up a lot of time I have to say and you know (laughs) I remember like after my girlfriend said that to me and that awareness of like you know like 
I got to do something different. Like if I don't learn to love myself, I'm going to just blow through every relationship. At that point, I had been a very uh, committed serial monogamist um, where I hadn't really had a real relationship that lasted over like a year. And I was like probably 33 at the time. And so, and I, and when she said that, I was just like, oh my gosh, that's true. Like I keep doing that. And I was like, well, how the hell do you love yourself? You know, like all the books say, love yourself, you know, and I'm like, well, what the hell does that mean? Like I have, I had no idea. I'd never seen anybody love themselves. Like my parents were so self-sacrificing, you know? And so I remember like going, okay, well, what do people do that love themselves? I think they take baths. That's what they do. You know, I'm like, <laughs> and, and, and go for walks. That's what people love themselves do. You know, like I had no clue. But, you know, that was my first step was to do something for myself because I was always 100% of the time trying to please others. I didn't do anything for myself, mm-hmm. really, you know. And so that was my starting point. And then what was super cool is that I was um, helping their parents move boxes one day, and I saw this book in a box in their attic. Cause I, and I, it said, How to Love Yourself. Like, well, thank God. Finally, someone has written a book <laughs> for me because I did not know how to do it, right? And, like, and what I want to say about that, because there's some things I want to share from that book, because there's some practices in that book that I actually still practice that were very profound for me. And it, it set me on a path of consciousness, um, that just that question all by itself. It set me on a search and on a path um, that has been so enriching and so like life-promoting for me. And And the first thing that I want to say is start asking. If you don't know what it means to generate love rather than consume love, start asking, what does that mean to generate my love, to ge- to come into a space and be the generator of love, not looking for somebody to to fill you? Um, and, and if you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, just start asking the question. By the way, that book is called How to Love Yourself. It's by Gay Hendricks. It's a really, really, really good beginning. Because at that point that I found the book, I had been sort of doing things to love me. And of course, that's what I did with everybody else. Of course, what I did with me. And the book talked about learning how to love all of the inside of you. Like loving yourself for how you feel. Loving yourself for what you think. Like we we just on an internal basis, we're always like judging those <gasps> internal thoughts and internal feelings like almost constantly right so then I started going oh loving yourself means actually being um being an allowance of of everything that's occurring inside of oneself um and that set me on a path you know and that sent me in the direction of like what it looks like and and like you said Suzanne like every day still like it's I would say in some ways it's my Achilles heel like every day sometimes I have to remind myself or I have to figure out what it means to love me today I have to learn what it means to generate love today um, when I feel sad when I'm in an upset when I'm whatever and it's like it's still it still is 
not easy. I would love to say that after 20 years and reading that book and going to six years of classes with that same author that I got this love thing down. And like, Suzanne, you got to help me. Why? What is it? Why, what? <laughs> what is it that makes this idea that causes us so much pain, that causes us so much conflict, like what is it about like generating love and self-love that is so challenging. Do you have thoughts about that? Uh, I feel like it <laughs> kind of comes from, I mean, that's like just a really small question, Megan, so thanks for that. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> but I feel like, um, you know, honestly, it comes from the like the core energy around separation you know like whatever your religious beliefs are that was placed where our spirit was in communion and then our spirit then became came into this body and so there's like kind of the great separation and you know and in that great separation you're you are separated from divine or from source and from love and then it is this place of do you self-generate that? You know, do you find, is it, and I feel like that's why it's such a process for every person, everybody. You know, I don't know of a person that doesn't have kind of that core belief of I'm not good enough or there's something wrong with me or I'm not lovable or I'm not deserving. You know, it's like kind of the universal wound, um, and that stems from separation. And so it's this place of coming back to communion and coming back to yourself. Um, so I I just think that people are on different parts of the path with that, you know, and, and I, that's why I think it's a lifelong process um, because we're having a human experience of being an individual in our body within, uh, you know, a, 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 an experience of a billion other souls, you know. So it's that dance of uh, autonomy versus communion. So, um, and I would say, you know, I, I, my next level, you know, like this weekend, one of my, um, intentions was to honor my shadow and my life because I feel like over the last however many years I've gotten really good at like really loving myself and thinking I'm like a badass person like I'm the bomb right like I feel like whoa like I really really like myself I like who I am I like what I do like um you know, I feel really confident in who I am. And yet there's this shadow side of me that I judge so harshly that comes out of me, the triggers from my abused, abusive childhood that still get me, right? The, the wormholes that I go down. And I have so much judgment about that. So this last weekend, part of my process was um, honoring the shadow and the light. How can I see the shadow as just as good as the light? How can I be with both? Like that's my next level of 
you know, sourcing my own love and my own awesomeness is, yeah, I can love, you know, the great stuff about me, but can I not just tolerate, you know, not just try to fix, but actually be in full allowance of it all, of it all. And, you know, I would say, like, I took some steps with regards to that, and there's a lot more for me to step into of an allowance of it all, of an allowance. I had a, a very specific experience of hating, hating um, as much as I could hate this weekend, hating myself as much as I could hate, and then in the next second, loving myself as much as I could love myself, and being with it all, being with all of those energies and everything between. And it was so profound for me, you know, and, and so everybody is on in their own journey with that. And I would just have you take a look, you know, of like, where is that next, that where's that next gap? Where is that next place of like, um, you know, what, what Morris likes to say is sweetness. Like what, how, what, what sweetness can you bring into your experience of yourself and, and what's happening? You know, how can you choose more sweetness? <laughs> Which I, I love, I love that. I love that word. I want to, um, I'm feeling to do a little love meditation and I, I think we've done it on the show another time, but I feel like you can't do this one enough. Um, I would love everybody cause it's, I mean, it's really great to talk about all this stuff, you know, and, and to bring awareness to it. But like for me, like I want to give people an experience of something that they could choose, a tool that they could do that actually would create a little bit more space and a little bit more room to love and room to receive love. So I just want everybody to bring something to the forefront, uh, a part of you, something that you've had a hard time loving. It could be something of your body. It could be... uh like a way you, something around your emotions, whatever it is, like that you've had a difficult time loving, okay? And and just notice when you bring it up where you feel that in your body, like where do you feel that energy in your body? Cool. All right. Now, just you know, kind of put that on a shelf for a minute, just notice wherever it is. And now I want you to think about someone or something that you have unconditional love for. Something or someone or something you have unconditional love for. Could be a pet, could be a baby, could be the ocean, could be flowers, like whatever it is that you absolutely love unconditionally. Uh, and allow yourself to feel that love that you have for that thing or that person. And now turn it up. And turn it up. And turn it up. Now, take that love and surround the place in your body where that thing that you've, you've been judging or you haven't been loving you, wherever you felt that in your body, what I want you to do is to take that love that you just generated and surround and pour the love into that place in your body, inside of you. 
And it's okay if you can only do that for a second before you with <laughs> pull out. Just actually, if you do that, send love to yourself for not being able to hold your love on this spot. So whatever's happening, just keep that generation of love that you have for this other thing or person and just keep pouring it into yourself and pouring it into you and pouring it into whatever's coming up and just continue to generate it. Because essentially the love that you feel for that person or thing was generated by you. You actually created that love. Love is like created. It's generated. It's not something that happens to you. It's something that is you. If you will allow yourself to experience, if you will choose it. And even if you could only put love on that thing for like three seconds, you changed it. Love, when you love something, it changes it. And that is the power of love. That's why we're all running around looking for it. Because it's powerful. It's a force. Like, Authentic love, not what we've been calling it in this reality, but what like authentic love, the energy of it actually is, is powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's why we, that's why we're looking for it. It's healing. It's nurturing. It changes things. It changes the molecular structure of things. We know this from all studies that have been done with water and the energy that we put in water and what happens when we pray in water and what happens when we, um, Focus on certain things with water. It changes the water molecularly. It's really, really fascinating. And since our bodies are made up 90% of water, like, or I'm sorry, it's like, I think it's 72% water or something like that. Then every, this energy of love can, can change you molecularly. It's so potent and so powerful. So what was your experience with that? Like, how did you, I, first of all, I want to acknowledge Gay Hendricks because that I've adapted a meditation that I learned from him um, on self-love that I learned in that book. So, um, so what was that like for you? What did you, what did you experience, hon? Um, well, the part of me that I have a hard time accepting is my feminine storm, right? So that was what I was um, really like focusing on and interestingly enough like when you were saying what is it that you unconditionally love it was the ocean Mm -hmm. um and so it was really cool to kind of up 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 the energy of love my love of the ocean and you know my feeling of being at the ocean and um, and so when I brought and, – and what's so interesting about all that is that especially David Data talks about the feminine storm as that the feminine is the ocean. Um, he talks about the ocean is gorgeous and beautiful and then the storm comes and it's also deadly. And so he actually in his work talks about the feminine storm as being the feminine as being the ocean. So I thought that was so crazy that the thing that I unconditionally love is the ocean. And then that is actually so much of what the feminine storm is. 
So it was this place where they almost merged and became one for me in my body of that if I can love the ocean in all of its intensity and all of its change and all of its diversity and all of its depth and almost danger, can I um, change, can I be in that same space with the feminine storm that is so much the same? right that so is the same thing so it was really quite profound for me (laughs) (laughs) good job you that's awesome cool so we're going to be talking more about how to switch yourself from a consumer to a generator of love after the break are you looking for a place to create connect and belong where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body, and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with host Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. Hey, do you want to talk about um, Live Your Magic coming up in Dallas? Yes, I will pop in to talk about that for a minute. I'm super excited. Registrations are starting to come in. And... um, I, well, we went to Dallas last year, and I felt like we opened, we just got started. Like, there's so much magic in that area that I did not know about. And um, I just feel like there's, there's, there's some magical energies and beings that are waking up in Dallas, and I'm super excited to go. It's March 23rd through the 25th. Um, you can go to megansolito.com under events and get all the details um, about the event. For those of you who don't know about it, it's basically 
the culmination of 22 years of my inner work, development, coaching, transformation, healing, and um, I've developed some really potent, powerful processes that open you up to the magical gifts and capacities in you. I mean, for me, I would say that my most strongest path to loving myself has been my commitment to um, turn on, turn up, and discover the gifts that I came here with. And and for me, it, it was, uh, it's been life-changing to do that. And that's been my process of loving myself is committing to my gifts. And it really does take a great deal of self-love to say, to look at yourself and go, what are my gifts? What what do I have to offer and what do I have to give? And that's really the core of Live Your Magic is that in that space, you will get turned on, you'll get turned up, and um, you will get to see uh, more of the radiance of you, the magic of you, the majesty of you, um, and and what can open like people from last year are now like making their living doing things based on the gifts that they didn't know they had that opened up in that class and um i'm just so proud of it and uh i'm not sure where else in the world i'm going to be this year we're looking at uh maui and a few international destinations but we have uh dallas in march so uh come one come all Mm-hmm. Well, and I love that distinction. You know what I mean? I think, you know, self-love and self-expression um, can yes. show up in so many different ways. You know, I mean, there's self-care, right, of like daily self-care of meditation or exercise or eating foods that are yummy for your body or taking baths or, you know, talking with a friend. Like there's self-care that you know, create so much sweetness about yourself. But then there's also so much, so many more layers to that, you know, of, you know, can uh, can you expand and open to a place of thriving in all areas of your life? Can you be the biggest creative force in in the world? You know, can you allow your ripple to go as far out as possible? And isn't that like such an amazing expression of self-love of of really really caring um so much about yourself and 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 almost having so much worth um about yourself that you know that what you have to offer the world matters you know and so you do show up with your gifts and talents and capacities and magic and show up in the world so many of us stop putting our magic in the world because we actually don't know if it's good or we doubt ourselves or we don't actually, you know, consider ourselves worthy or that what we have is worthwhile or that's worth anything. And so, you know, for those of you that's been in this conversation for a long time around loving yourself or sourcing your love, you know, can you take a look with new eyes? Can you see those blind spots, those those places where maybe you aren't actually expressing full out in the way that you could um, because you're not actually even 
allowing yourself to make that ripple in the world or you're holding yourself back in one area or another, you know, and so how can you up even that um, and up and up that um, that impact and that love that you have for yourself and that the you that you can spread in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why in uh, in my Live Your Magic class, it's so much about expression. It's not about you listening to me go on. <laughs> it's like it really is about expression because I realized a long time ago that um, that that we have to have a balance of like input where we get we get new information and we get we we learn new things. But if we don't then take that and express it we become very out of balance. And so um so that our experiencing and our expressing our uh our matching in some way is so important and and I do believe that it's really an act of self-love and and to say here's my mud pie world. You know, and like to to proffer it even like you know like some people would say like you are worth it and blah, blah, blah. Like, I I don't even still know, you know, like, you know, I, I feel like it, it's not the conversation to be having, you know, the conversation to be having is here's what I created. Here's what I offer you. And, you know, take what of it you can receive. And, and I'm, you know, I'm hopeful that it's helpful to you. And it's not up to us. It's not up to us to decide the worth of what we have to express and what we have to give. It's up to us to give it, you know. And I think that practice of just like expressing and giving and choosing to give our gifts and and not knowing if it's going to help, you know. Like I've had over the years, I've had so many people like come into my office for the first time and go, oh, and this and this. Can you help me? I'm like. I have no idea. <laughs> I am going to give it a go. Let's see what we can do, you know, together. Because it's it's not about no. It's not about this intellectual. I know I'm good, and I it it's really about a willingness to be ourselves and and to give from that place. And and in doing that, I believe it strengthens our sense of self and and the love we have for ourselves and. Um, it allows us to show up more and more and more. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you all so feel it, the love? Can you, can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> doobie, doobie, do. All you need is love. Do, 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 do. do, do, do all do. you need is love, love. Love is all you need. Ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. <laughs> wow, wow. You know, and if you can just, I mean, that's so, I mean, it's just really fun, right, when you think about it, because it's like all these characters that come out of Megan and I and all of these crazy songs and shenanigans, you know, and I think it's through our own allowance and like our own self-love that we can even show up as so dorky. Like so, so imperfect, and be like, yeah, we're just gonna like let ourselves like hang out, right? Because it's so much about allowance of like all the parts of us, all the goofiness of us. You know, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't actually have to be good in order to have it come out. (laughs) 
Not what the dog saying? On, your, on your singing. Not the hey. dog on your singing, love. Hey, <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think even that, right? Like if you find yourself um, editing yourself, if you find yourself like um, watering yourself down in front of groups or in front of people, like is that is that a, a measure of self-love or is that a place that you can be like, wow, all of myself, you know, including the dorky can come out, you know, and, and have it be perfect, you know, and have it be like fun. I mean, I, I love that so much about you, Megan, is that ever since I've known you, you just let it all out. It like, doesn't really matter if it's quote good or not. It's kind of like what you were saying earlier. It's like, it's not for you to judge. It's just for you to be you. And in that almost imperfectness of letting yourself fully come out, it's it gives others permission to be, you know, that too. And that's something that I've watched in you from the very beginning, from the very first class I ever was in is like you're, you just kind of let it all hang out, you know. Um, and it was so beautiful because then it gave us all permission to do the same, you know. Thank you. I think you're acknowledging me for being a weirdo, and that makes me very mm-hmm. happy, I have to say. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that it's something that was been uh, in my thought just this last minute listening to you is that when we go into play states, I think that's a very um, potent place where we actually just are love. Like I think about mm-hmm. little kids, they don't think, "Am I lovable?" They're play at when they're at play, they're completely fulfilled and happy. So, you know, at the very least, let yourself play today and give yourself that much love. Um, and you know, how can we all generate more love? Like, what kind of world would it be if we could generate more than we consume? Mm-hmm. So, with that awesome. said, you guys, See thank you, next you so week. much. Great conversation love today. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.